welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky from Social Work Sorted Training and Consultancy. Through this podcast, my blog and social media, I support new social workers from the start of their journey in this incredible career for as long as they need my help. I share skills, knowledge, realistic advice and guidance for practice. Social Work Sorted has always been everything I needed as a newly qualified social worker and I'm so happy to be able to help you understand that whatever your fears or challenges as a new social worker, you are not alone. This is a slightly different episode for me. If you've listened to most of my other podcasts, there is a clear focus on newly qualified social workers, but in the past couple of weeks, I have been inundated with questions and requests for advice and support from student social workers because there are so many of you listening who coming up to the end of your final placements and you are starting to think about applying for jobs some of you have started applying some of you even have interviews or have already had interviews so I'm going to talk about five questions that you need to ask in your social work interview this is taken from a blog post that I did last year and the reason that I focus on the questions that you need to ask in a social work interview is because I often speak to student social workers who are in the process of applying or interviewing for jobs and you are in the position where you have worked so so hard to get to this point you've invested your time your energy your money this is what you've really wanted to do in terms of getting your first job your first role as a qualified social worker and you are so invested in that which is completely understandable that you go through your interview and by the time you've been asked all your questions and it gets to the point where the interviewer says So do you have any questions for us? You are so frazzled and exhausted and tired and you just want to get out of there that you say, no, I don't have any questions or I don't have anything to ask. And then three, six months down the line, I speak to new social workers who say, I wish I would have asked this in my interview or I wish I would have known this before. So that's why I want to focus on these questions because as much as you want that job and I know how badly you want that job, it's so important to remember that the organisation, the people interviewing you, also want you as well they want you to be part of the organization and you have amazing experience from your life from your work experience from your placement experience that is going to offer so much to the organization i say this because it's important that you know that the job that you are going for is the right job for you the right organization the right people that you connect with and by asking these questions you will be able to not only assess the answers that you get but also see the response from the people who are effectively going to be part of teams that you are working with maybe even managing you The first question that I would recommend you asking is how often do you review individual caseloads? So a very common question at the end of an interview is to ask what is the average caseload? I don't think that's a very helpful question because without any context it's difficult for you to find a measurement of whether that is high or whether that is low. For example, some local authorities might measure the number of children that a social worker is allocated to. Some local authorities might measure the number of families a social worker is allocated to, and those two are very different. Equally, a social worker could have something that might be considered to be a lower caseload, but the issues or the things that they are dealing with might be very complex. So that's why I say to ask about how often individual caseloads are reviewed, because that will give you a much better indication of how things are managed within the team and you need to understand how your prospective team are going to manage that. The second thing I would ask is what is the current level of experience in the team? So it's really important that you know how your future team is made up. 
You're going to have a very different experience if you were one of five newly qualified social workers in a team of eight than you would if you were only one of two newly qualified social workers in a team of eight. You need to understand how the teams are made up, whether there are a certain number of senior practitioners, whether there are deputy managers or team managers, just understanding a little bit more about the structure. And the people that are interviewing you should be very happy to explain that. Even if you are interviewing for a generic role, so perhaps there are a number of roles across teams, you can still ask these questions to get an idea of the setup of the organisation. The third question that I would ask is how do you support flexible working? So flexible working, and this isn't specific to social work, but can often be something that is included on a job role and talked about in an interview. But then when you get into practice, you find that actually it's not as flexible as they said it would be. So it's okay to ask for examples of this. Ask about how people with caring responsibilities are supported within the team. Ask about the patterns of flexible working. What happens currently within the team? Are there required times that people, social workers, need to be in the office? Is there a rotor system about who needs to be in the office? Do a certain amount of people have to be in each day? How do you organise that? It's okay to be very explicit in asking about flexible working and also being honest about your commitments and giving examples because unless you're honest about, okay, I have this particular commitment once a fortnight or once every month or these are certain appointments that I have to go to. And the thing to remember is asking about flexible working at a job interview doesn't make you difficult. It's not something that you should be ashamed about asking or feel guilty about asking because it's part of your rights as a worker and getting yourself in the mindset that you are also interviewing the organisation to see if you want to work there. It's important that you register the response that you get to flexible working because really that will demonstrate to you whether it is something that is actually in place within the organisation or not. The fourth question that I would recommend asking is what do you offer staff who are at risk of burnout? So I wouldn't expect anybody interviewing you to ignore the fact that burnout is very real, very current and a huge issue at the moment for social workers. So asking how staff are supported when they're at risk of burnout is a very relevant question to ask. You want to be employed by somebody who takes that very seriously. You ultimately might want to be employed by somebody or an organisation who has a plan or who are working to reduce stress and issues around burnout where they can, particularly for newly qualified social workers if you're part of an academy. Again, the response that you get to this question in terms of what you hear but also what you see will give you an indication of how seriously this is being taken and it's going to be a really helpful way for you to make a judgement about whether it's an organisation that you want to be at as well. The fifth question that I would recommend asking is, can I see an example of an induction plan? So I talk to social workers all the time, newly qualified social workers who don't feel that they've had the induction that they should have had. They've not had the same level of shadowing. They don't have the key or core skills or knowledge that they feel like they needed for the job. And so at the stage of interview, it's vital that you ask about how you're going to be inducted into the organisation. A lot of local authorities have amazing setups for newly qualified social workers. They might be called an academy, it might be under a different name, but it's important that you know what is offered as a part of that. 
Is there an induction plan over six weeks or eight weeks? How often is your ASYE reviewed? Is there a timetable for the planned training for your ASYE Academy over the next six to 12 months? And if you can't be offered that in the interview, if they don't have it immediately, don't be afraid about asking for that information as a follow-up after your interview, because ultimately you want to see how well you're going to be supported. And this will also give you an idea of how much care and attention and time is put into new staff being inducted, which will give you again an indication of how you're going to be treated if you are part of that organisation. It also means that when you start your job, if you've been told something's going to happen and it doesn't happen, you were able to refer back to it. Well, actually, I was given this induction plan at my interview or after my interview, and what I've experienced is very different. So you have that to rely on as well. There are so many more questions than just these five that you can ask at the end of your interview. And I hope, if anything, me just talking you through them might spark more questions than thoughts that you have and that you want to ask at the end of your interview. Remember that this is your prospective job, so you want to know that you're making the right choice for you and also remember that the organisation needs you, maybe even more so than you need them. So you probably won't get this chance again to ask these kinds of questions more in depth. Sometimes you can have a follow-up conversation if you are successful at interviewing, you can ask those questions. But I think in the interview environment, if you are face-to-face -face or if you are virtual, you benefit from hearing the responses, but also seeing the responses on people's faces as well. If you are a student listening and you are in the position of applying for jobs or getting ready for interviews and you feel like you need a little bit more support or guidance or information, then follow the link to the show notes to my website, socialworksorted.com forward slash students. If you complete the form and enter your email address, you will get access to five days of free email support to talk you through starting your application, shining in your personal statement, all the prompts and things that you can include and also top tips for interviews. If you're already at the stage of interview, I have an interview skills training which is ideal for anyone applying for roles within children's services and currently if you are also interested in the assessment guide that is out, you can purchase the assessment guide and the interview skills training at a reduced price. Before I go, as I do at the end of every episode, I would invite you to slow down and take a deep breath. This is something that you can do before you start your application, before your interview, or even in your interview if you just need to ground yourself a little bit. Just enjoy a moment of calm. Thank you so much for listening and take care.